0: Hello, and welcome back to episode two of Radio Bite Size. I guess this is episode two, season two, I guess. If you are just now tuning into Radio Bite Size, you may be wondering why I'm speaking in English. This was Radio Bite Size in Spanish. We're in English now, so... I apologize if you don't like that, Um, but you may catch some Spanglish popping in here and there because my English, although I am American and my English is native, sometimes uh, it doesn't come out so well. Words are really hard, my friends. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to episode one, in episode one, I talked about a, a really important question that you may not be asking yourself when it comes to goal setting. If you're listening to this in real time, it is the second week of January 2022. Uh, there's just a quick reminder. Spots are still open for my uh, habit formation program, the Healthy Habits Blueprint And this is a program that if you are someone that struggles with follow through, maybe you know how to set goals, but you really struggle staying consistent, or you're really struggling with clarity around your goals, the Healthy Habits Blueprint takes you through the process of effective goal setting for health and fitness and helps you develop the right habits that are actually going to help you effectively reach those goals and teach you the skill of staying consistent, which is such a confidence builder. And I've seen from the people that have gone through this program already, it has, oh my gosh, it's seeing how their confidence changes as they go through this and how they feel like they are so much more capable of staying consistent and knowing what they need to do that is really cool. So enrollment closes this week on January 7th and we kick off. The first week of the program on January 10th. So, any questions on that, you can send me a message on Instagram at Bitesize Nutri. Um, I'll link the, the enrollment page in the show notes as well. And today on this episode, we are listening to a, or listening to, I am answering, you're listening to me. I am answering a client question. And this is a question that came from an incredible client that has so many strengths but I think struggles with, well, I'm not going to tell you what she struggles with because this is going to come out through the podcast, but uh, I think this is just such an incredible question. And I think so many people can relate to it, which is I am someone that gets shit done in my day-to-day life. I'm really driven in my work and I'm driven in other things in my life. So why is it so hard for me to stay on track with my nutrition and exercise habits? And I think that this is something that we see a lot is that we're really effective and productive and driven in certain areas of life. But I think sometimes it feels really hard to do that in all areas of life. And that may just be because of the type of expectations that we're setting for ourselves. It may be because of our experience. Um, it, and, it, and honestly, I think in, in the case of this client, for example, and for you, if, if you resonate with this question is perfectionism. And this is such a huge roadblock for people that struggle with consistency is they have perfectionist tendencies. And I think that that's because we often associate consistency with perfection and they're actually totally different. Perfection. I mean, one, you guys, let's be honest, perfection does not exist. It really doesn't. Even if you like start dating someone and they seem like the perfect person, eventually you're going to notice that they're not perfect, but maybe you love them anyways. And consistency has absolutely nothing to do with perfection, with being perfect, with words, with being perfect. Consistency is actually about how you can pick back up even when you're not quote unquote perfect. So consistency doesn't look like, for example, um, eating vegetables in every single meal, every single day of the week. Consistency looks like even when you don't eat vegetables in every single meal, every single day of the week, you know that you'll get back on it because it's something that is a general constant in your life. I'll give you an example. For me, for example, I'm a big reader. I would say I'm a really, really consistent reader. In, in 2021, I read 44 books, which, yes, that is a humble brag. I'm really, I'm really proud of myself for that. It's good to be proud of yourself for things, my friends. And the way that I did that was not by reading every single day. There are actually probably weeks where I didn't read, especially, um, especially books for learning. I tend to read for learning and fiction as well. And I still managed to read quite a few books. Part of that is because even though maybe there was a week where I didn't read, I knew that I would always go back to it. And even if some nights I read, you know, before I went to bed, maybe I read three pages that those three pages add up over time. And I think that when we when when we struggle with perfectionist tendencies, we also tend to be quite black or white and all or nothing. And we're not going to dig too much into the all or nothing mindset today. Um, we actually have a podcast on this with the Be Well Cartel. So I'm cross-promoting the Be Well Cartel podcast that I have with two other female coaches. I'll link that all or nothing uh, mindset podcast in the show notes if you want to listen to that. But understanding perfectionism, if, you know, the definition from psychology today is perfectionism is driven primarily by internal pressures, such as the desire to avoid failure or harsh judgment. And so this is kind of this idea that we strive to be perfect because we believe that if we are perfect, we won't fail or we won't be judged harshly. But the kicker, give me a second, I'm going to take a sip of water here. the kicker is is that you actually end up judging yourself more because since perfection doesn't exist you just end up striving towards this ideal that actually just makes you feel like you're falling behind. And so this may be like maybe you're able to stick to your exercise program, your workout program every single day for a week and you're like, "Oh, yes, I was so perfect and so great." But that usually sets us up for failure in the future because you've done too much, you can't keep that up, and so anything less than that incredibly high standard makes you feel like you've totally failed. And this is where we see a lot of people doing, you know, a couple of weeks where they exercise a ton or meal prep a ton of their meals or eat salad every single day. And then weeks where they're just like, oh God, I am not doing this. And so we kind of oscillate between, wow, I'm really proud of myself. I was perfect. And I'm such a failure. I I can't believe I can't stick to this. And so a lot of where this comes from is, is you probably had someone in your life when you were younger, that either modeled this themselves, like maybe you had a perfectionist parent, or you were really celebrated for your achievements and not for your effort. And we'll talk about this a little bit more later on in the podcast, but you probably also, so this person that that's asking about the consistency is, you know, and if you rec, if you Um, resonate with this, you probably work really well with black and white situations. So for example, you have a deadline at work, you know, if you hit that deadline, that's good. If you don't hit like that deadline, that's bad. Um, You, or maybe you rely heavily on the scale to dictate your success in weight loss. So that means like if you lost a pound each day, it's good. If you didn't lose a pound, it's bad. And so that black and white type situation, probably you feel quite comfortable in that, even if it doesn't necessarily work for you. And the gray areas probably feel a bit uncomfortable. So not having, like, numbers to back something up, not having specific deadlines, not having a schedule imposed on you by someone else probably feels really uncomfortable. Um, and and something that I just want to say is, like, recognize that these tendencies have been part of your life for a long time. And so accept that. It is Okay. I talk a lot about acceptance. And and in this podcast, if you become a longtime listener, which I hope you will, you will notice that I talk a lot about about a few different themes. And one of those is acceptance. Because when we accept what is right now, that opens ourselves up to the possibility of a change. But if we're constantly fighting what is, then it's really hard to change that thing. And Moving on here, there there are kind of three probable reasons. So going back to the question, I'm someone who gets shit done. I'm really driven in other things. Why is it hard for me to stay on track with nutrition and exercise? And there's probably three big reasons why you struggle to stay consistent. And the first one is you set unrealistic expectations for what your capacity, like what you're actually able to take on at the moment. And so you're probably someone that, that thinks I'm going to go all in on this meal plan or this diet or this workout program. And so you set an expectation of being, quote unquote, perfect. And so any time you fall short of that, so let's say you're following a meal plan and you skip a meal or you skip a day or someone invites you out to eat. You probably take that as a failure. And so that expectation of I'm going to be perfect isn't met. And so it it immediately feels like a failure. So for you, you probably struggle with feeling like small steps are enough. You probably say a lot of things like, yeah, I did this, but and and you probably struggle with making the, the big stuff last for a long time, which is it's really really common and this is why you'll hear the the comment the thing of well diets don't work and i'll do a podcast later on i promise around like why diets actually do work but they're not sustainable and that's why they don't work um if you're confused by that i'm sorry i promise i'll explain that on a, on a future podcast but an unrealistic expectation maybe you know maybe on monday you're like i am going to cook every single meal at home And that may not be realistic. It may not be realistic because you already in the back of your head know, hey, you know, on Fridays, I usually go out to eat with a friend. And so you know already that that's not going to happen. Or it may be unrealistic because you're not taking into account you know, that you need to go grocery shopping or that meal planning is important for you or the time that it takes to, to be, to involve um, cooking. So maybe what happens is you get to Wednesday and you feel like you failed. And then the rest of the week, you just decide to eat takeout or frozen pizzas or whatever, because you feel like you've already failed. And so that's a really unrealistic expectation. And we're going to talk a little bit later about some of the action steps. And one of those action steps is setting realistic expectations. We're going to talk a little bit about how to do that. Another reason why you probably struggle with consistency is you're really hard on yourself when you don't reach those unrealistic expectations. And interestingly, this this feeds out into other parts of our lives. And so you may notice that you're in the habit of not accepting compliments or you're constantly downplaying your achievements. So for example, someone says like, wow you you look amazing today and you're like yeah but blah 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 or like oh my gosh no i look like shit, whatever that is and and that is just an indication of like an issue with negative self-talk and valuing your own your your own effort and achievements and so actually practicing accepting compliments can kind of be helpful in this situation um or stop downplaying your achievements just recognizing when you're doing that we'll talk about that a little bit later and so an example of being really hard on yourself is, is just not recognizing the progress that you've made because you're only focusing on all of the things that you haven't done. And so you end up putting a ton of pressure on the stuff that you feel is missing rather than looking at all of the things that you've done to get you to where you are. So it's kind of like a glass half full versus glass half empty type situation and reframing that can be really really helpful. So simply, you know, if you're like, wow, you know, I I didn't eat I didn't meal prep all of my meals this week, but you're like, but oh, but I did eat a lot more vegetables throughout the week or I did drink a lot more water or whatever that is. I think focusing on those things can be super helpful for you to start shifting that mindset. And the third thing that happens is you put a ton of pressure on the achievement, but not the doing. And so for you, you may notice that the important part for you is actually achieving something or seeing a result, but the, the, the process or the effort that you put into the doing isn't something that you recognize. Like you feel like the effort doesn't count unless you actually see the result. And this is kind of a growth mindset versus fixed mindset type concept. And growth mindset is essentially recognizing that effort is really important, even if you don't necessarily achieve what you're looking to achieve. This is not to say like putting an effort in the wrong things is be like, yeah, you know, you want to eat healthier. And so you are. I don't know, building yourself a new kitchen. Like you could be putting in a ton of effort and building yourself a new kitchen, but that's not necessarily helping you eat healthier right now. So it may, so that may not necessarily be helpful for you, but what you might say is, you know, I'm putting a lot of effort into making sure that I have healthy ingredients, you know, nutritious ingredients in the house at all times. And even though that may not be hitting your goal of meal prepping your meals all week, you're starting to put in an effort that can lead you towards that goal. And so that's important to realize. And then on the fixed mindset side is it only counts if you see the scale go down, or it only counts if you, uh, you know, do end up meal prepping your meals all week. So you're, you're really focused on the result. And think about it as, you know, if you are used to rewarding yourself for achievement or getting rewards for achievement versus getting rewards for effort, this may be like when you were younger, maybe, you were rewarded when you, when you received an A, instead of really, instead of getting complimented on, wow, you studied really hard for that exam. So it could be the same outcome. Maybe you got an A on a test, or if you're not from the United States and you don't know what an A is, it's like a really high grade. (laughs) Sorry, the U S does very strange grading things. And so maybe you know, the, maybe you got an A on a test. There's a big difference between saying, "Wow, you got an A on a test. You're so smart," and saying, "Wow, you got an A on a test. You must have put a lot of effort into studying." And one of them makes you believe that it's only, it only matters if you get an A, and the other one um, makes you believe that it's important to put in effort and and results come from effort. Um, and so, one thing that can be helpful for you is actually just getting used to putting in effort. You might notice that. It's embarrassing, or it feels really vulnerable when you put an effort towards something and you don't see the result. And that may be why you find that you're really inconsistent, because maybe what you're doing is putting in some effort, you know, whether it's a little effort or a lot of effort, and you're not seeing the result that you expect because you may have created unrealistic expectations. And so, because you don't value the effort, you give up because for you the important part is the result, and I understand that that it can be a really big mindset shift and, and it's really tough to do. But one thing that's really important to understand is that results don't exist without effort. And without sustained effort over time, whatever result you achieve is going to disappear. And so this is why, for example, you can put a ton of effort into a diet or an exercise program for a short period of time. And you may see a result in that short period of time. But unless you continue with that effort, that result is going to disappear. And this is where we end up on the yo-yo. Because if we're only putting the if we're putting the onus or putting the importance on the result and you you end up stopping the effort and you lose the result, it kind of feels like all the effort was for nothing. Whereas if the effort is really important to you and you say to yourself, like, hey, it is important for me that I put effort into this thing, maybe you put in less effort, but for a longer period period of time. This is and and this is a concept that can be really hard to to change in your mind especially if you're someone that tends to be quite all or nothing because maybe you're used to going all in on a diet and doing it perfectly for 6 weeks. And then you see a result, you're happy with that result, but then, you know, 6 months down the line, you're like, well where did my result go? And that's because the effort disappeared, right? And, and this is not to say that you should be putting in 100% effort to your diet at all times, because that is absolutely exhausting. And that is what leads us to burnout. But maybe instead of putting in hundred percent effort, you put in less effort and maybe the result takes longer, but it ends up becoming a sustainable effort that you can maintain over time. So I hope that that made sense. Um, and I want to move on to the action steps. I feel like the action part is so important in this, in this whole process. And I'm a big action person. I'm a big, just like do rather than plan, which is perhaps a fault of mine because I tend to do quite a lot, but I think that finding the perfect balance between planning and doing is very important, but here are some things that you can do. So get out a piece of paper. You might want to take notes on this. And this is, we talked about this earlier, setting realistic expectations. So one thing that can be really, really helpful for you is when you think about what you want to be doing in your day-to-day when it comes to nutrition and exercise, ask yourself, how, how do I see myself doing this six months from now, a year from now? Does this feel like too much effort for me? Or does this feel unrealistic for me to be doing for a sustained period of time? This is why something like a 30-day challenge can be great for immediate results, but really shitty for long-term results because it's a ton of effort, but it doesn't teach you how to sustain that effort or set realistic expectations. It sets really unrealistic expectations for a short period of time. And this is why you end up getting stuck in a cycle of like putting in a ton of effort, seeing results, stopping with the effort because you're burnt out, losing the results, et cetera, et cetera. So, a question that I ask clients a lot that can be really helpful to ask yourself is on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident am I that I can do this, whatever that is, for a sustained period of time or every day or every week or whatever that is. And I like to with clients have a response that's any that's between 9 and 10. If you answer, you know, say your question is, say your expectation is I'm going to meal prep every single day, um from one to 10, how confident am I that I can do that every single week? And if you're like, well, I'm, I'm like a six, I would ask yourself, why are you a six? Why is that not higher or not lower? And you might say, well, you know, I know that I can cook and I know that I like to cook, but some weeks are just really, really busy. And so this is how you can know that that's not a realistic expectation for you. Because if it's a six, that means there's like a 40% chance that you're probably not going to do it. And then you're going to feel pretty bad about yourself because you set this goal and you didn't do it. So you can think about your larger goals as a sum of many parts. It's not one achievement that's going to get you somewhere, but it's a lot of small steps. And so, for example, you know, going back to the, like, I want to meal prep every day for you know every week. What may be more realistic for you is to say, I'm going to, I'm going to write down my breakfasts and prep my breakfasts ahead of time throughout the week. And that may for you look like, hey, you know, the night before, before I go to bed, I, you know, put together a yogurt bowl or whatever that is. And you may notice like, I'm actually a nine on that because that's really not difficult. Or maybe you say, hey, actually, that's still a lot for me to take on. So maybe you're not prepping your breakfast every night. Maybe you're just thinking about what you're going to eat for breakfast. And so you may be like, well, that is ridiculously easy. That's the point. It should be really realistic because you should be able to be consistent with it and then level up rather than feel like you're inconsistent with it and feel bad about yourself. And then this is where we get this like on off all or nothing type thing. And so when you think about your bigger goal, like meal prepping every day for a week or every day, every week, think about what the steps are to get you there. So for example, you would need to go to the grocery store consistently. Uh, You would need to know what you're going to cook consistently. You would need to have time in your schedule to do that. Um, You would need to understand, you need to have, um, uh, Tupperwares in order to store the food. You may need to have somewhere to find new recipes. Um, so all of these things are steps in getting you closer to that goal. And so write those steps down, take whatever it is that your goal is. And this is where listening, if you go back and listen to the, the previous episode of this podcast, it may be really helpful for you to define that goal. There's a really important question that I ask in that, in that podcast that can be helpful for you. And so write this stuff down, write the steps down and be really honest with yourself. It's no one's going to judge you here. I hope you're not judging yourself. You want this to be simple, right? Yes, you do want to challenge yourself, but you don't want to challenge yourself so much that you can't do something. And that's part of setting a realistic expectation. Um. Also, a, a caveat here is when we're talking about especially things like weight loss, um, talking to someone, whether it's a coach whether it's, you know, asking a doctor or someone that can actually give you a realistic expectation of how much weight you can lose is so helpful. I don't, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to clients that have really unrealistic expectations of how much weight they can lose. And they end up feeling really bad about themselves when they don't hit that expectation when it's just not physiologically possible. So make sure that that if you do need help with that realistic expectation, I'm happy to help you with that. Um, You can write me a message or, you know, talk to someone that you trust about that. And action step number two is to start thinking of things as being on a sliding scale instead of an on-off switch or a yes, no, or a black-white. And so this can take a lot of mindset work where part of it is intentionally giving yourself permission to not be perfect. And so that is like having a conversation with yourself and being like, hey, I am not going to be perfect because perfect doesn't exist. What I'm going to aim for is consistency. Can I define that for myself? And so that may look like, hey, for me, consistency is doing something four out of five or four out of seven days a week or five out of seven days a week or three out of seven days a week. Um, Once a week, that can be what consistency looks like for you. And, And understanding that it doesn't mean that you're doing something seven out of seven days can be really, really helpful. Setting that expectation for yourself, I think can be helpful as far as the realistic expectation and then also starting to think of things more on a sliding scale. And so, for example, if meal prepping all of your meals for the week is 100, on if the scale is zero to 100, what would a 70 look like? Would that look like, you know, maybe um, meal planning, but not prepping everything ahead of time? Or would that look like planning and prepping your your dinners, but maybe not your lunches and your breakfasts. Um, And so understanding like what would the range look like on the scale of whatever it is you're trying to do is really helpful. Another example, if a hundred is sticking to your workout schedule, like to the letter absolutely perfectly, what would a 50 look like? And understanding that anything more than zero is is going to be helpful for you to reach your goal. And this is, I think, mentally something that we have to get used to is is telling yourself, and this is a mantra that I absolutely love, is telling yourself something is always better than nothing. Something is always better than nothing. And this is, I had a client that I was working with for a while who really struggled with, you know, she had young kids and she really struggled with movement with getting in consistent movement. And for her, it only counted if she got in like a 60 minute workout video. And so we worked on actually having her understand that even going for a walk around the block for five minutes was better than not doing anything. And understanding that that had so many benefits was really, really helpful for her and understanding that all of these things compound. But, um, one of my friends who is an amazing coach, his name is Ren Jones. You can find him. On Instagram at Fitness Jones Training, I think it is. I'll, I'll link him in the show notes. He talks a lot about how the only thing that doesn't compound interest is zero. And so anything that you do that is more than zero, even if it's a one, that is going to add up. And an, an example, another example that I really like is think about a brick wall. You build a brick wall brick by brick. You don't build a brick wall by just like dumping a shit ton of bricks there and then being like, here's a wall. That's not very helpful. Um, But what is helpful is actually thinking about brick by brick. How do I build this wall? And I think getting used to small steps is is really helpful because we think that small steps are not going to get us where we want to go fast enough. And so we try to take really big jumps and then we end up like, those jump, we take really big jumps and then we, it's kind of like a two steps forward, two steps back type thing. Whereas like if we took half a step forward and then another half a step forward and then another half a step forward, like we could get a lot farther because we wouldn't be doing these like forward, back, forward, back dance all the time. And the last action step that I want to share with you is to practice celebrating your effort. And so there's a behavioral scientist from, I believe he's from Stanford. His name is BJ Fogg. And he wrote a book called Tiny Habits. And I think he has a program called Tiny Habits as well. And he talks about something called SHINE. And shine is that feeling that you have when you're proud of yourself. And and this is something, you know, for me, it it feels like almost like a warmth washing over my body. It's, I I think about like, wow, you know, I'm really proud of myself. Like, oh, I did a good thing. And I can actually feel it in my body. For some people, it's like, you know, fist pump or, or it's a phrase that they say to themselves. And so think about what you say to yourself or how you feel when you are proud of yourself and intentionally practice it. And this may sound, you might be like, this sounds ridiculous. Trust me, you guys, this works. And this is where it it, it all is like layered on top of setting realistic expectations. Because say you set a realistic expectation, you achieve that realistic expectation, you celebrate that realistic expectation, that reinforces to yourself that you are able to do this thing. And a perfectionist, if you're a perfectionist, you might think, and this, this actually, so the client that asked this question, this was something that she really struggled with, was in her head, she was still, even though she didn't say it out loud, she was still setting the expectation of like the small step isn't enough. And so she wasn't feeling proud of herself for the small step because she was still feeling like it wasn't enough. And so this is where you really, you really do have to believe it. You really do have to believe that small steps and small things compound. And this is, you know, this is, uh, something that I talk about a lot in the Healthy Habits Blueprint, you'll actually learn the structure of it, and you'll you'll learn the structure and the science of it, which I think is really cool. Um, and and it does take practice; it, it really does. And I want you to think about this is this is really interesting. Is think about people who seem to do things effortlessly. Like that might be I don't know some influencer on the internet. You're like, oh my gosh, she just eats healthy and meal preps, and it just seems so easy for her. And here's the thing: is that when something seems easy for someone else. It's because they've put in a ton of effort already. And so that doesn't mean that it's effortless uh, uh, effortless ahora. You guys, my Spanish. This is just yeah, sorry about that. So this doesn't mean that it's actually effortless for this person now. But the effort, the, the level of effort that they put in is much lower because they've put in the reps, they've put in the effort ahead of time. So you're not seeing the effort that they've already put in to what they're doing. You're only seeing what, what they're capable now. So it's like the, there's like a meme that's going, that, that has gone around. It's like an iceberg and you see like the tip of the iceberg, but you, what you don't see is like everything underneath the surface. And so this is, this is really, really important because I think we often, especially perfectionists tend to look at someone and be like, oh my gosh, but that's so easy for them. Why are they able to achieve all of these things? And what we forget is that when something does seem easy to someone else, like say it's a, you know, someone playing sports, like, yes, there is natural sports talent, but the people that are the most effective and the most successful in sports are people that put in a ton of effort. So that for example, you know, like Rafael Nadal, like his, Tennis serve seems so effortless because he's done that tennis serve a billion freaking times, a billion times. It's not because he, you know, just picked up a, ra- a racket and was like, oh, look how fantastic I am. Like he probably had a lot more natural uh, talent than I did, but he's also put in a ton of effort to get good at that thing. And so I think that when it comes to celebrating that effort, it's really helpful to use all of your experience, whatever experience that is as a potential for learning, because it's just as important to know what doesn't work for you as it is to know what does work for you. And this is something that we really forget is it. And a lot of the time when I work with clients, they'll be like, oh, you know, this weekend was so hard. I overate. It went terrible. Or like this went so badly. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a great experience because you now know what didn't work. And so we start to look at, Hey, okay, so you overate in this situation. What happened? Well, you know, I was absolutely starving when I got there. Okay, cool. So we know that when you are starving and you arrive somewhere, that means that you tend to struggle to manage how much and how quickly you eat. Cool. We now have a solution for that, right? But if we're simply saying, like, I was bad, I did this bad thing, I'm a failure, then we're not actually celebrating the fact that we're learning something through difficult experiences. I'm going to leave you with. Uh, an example from my own life, because you might see on Instagram or you might know me or, and you might be like, oh my gosh, it's so easy for her to like cook healthy meals and go to the gym every day. And like, yeah, at this point, I don't actually put a lot of thought when I go to the grocery store about whether I'm going to buy vegetables or not. That's not something I debate about. I don't debate over whether I'm going to go to the store. Um, but That doesn't mean that it's not a decision for me every time I make a meal to say, hey, am I going to cook this vegetable or am I just gonna eat scrambled eggs and toast? And and understand that this is still a choice that I have to make, but the choice is easier because I've put in a million repetitions over time. And then there's things that affect that. Like if I've got a shitty night, if I have had a shitty night's sleep, the decision to go to the gym is a lot, it takes a lot more mental effort for me because I don't have as much capacity as I would on a day when I got an amazing night's sleep. And, and so you can see how it do, these things do take effort. Like when I first started cooking for myself, it was really hard to like figure out what to cook, figure out how to cook, figure out what spices to use, what cooking method. Um, it took a lot of effort. And those decisions became easier over time. But I think that the more that we can get used to the idea that like It will be difficult and it will get easier the more repetitions you put in, I think is really cool. But that has to start with a realistic expectation because otherwise we end up burning out, which I see so often. And I want to remind you kind of last thing is that practice doesn't make perfect. I absolutely hate the phrase practice makes perfect. No, practice does not make perfect because even with the example of Rafael Nadal and his Tennis swing is like, if his tennis swing was perfect because he practiced a ton, then he wouldn't keep practicing. He would just be like, oh, nope, I'm perfect. I'm done practicing now, right? But so practice does not make perfect. It just means you can do things with less effort, which means that you can continue to level up. And so that means that maybe, you know, cooking a meal at first, feels like a lot of effort, especially after a hard day. But as you continue to sh- show yourself that you can do it, it starts to take less effort, which means you can then stay more consistent and take on more complex tasks. So I hope this was helpful for you. I also want to know, do I talk too fast? Because that's something that I've been told before. And so if I do talk too fast, let me know so that I can start talking slower. Um <laughs> <laughs> apologize if I do talk too fast. Um, and last reminder, the Healthy Habits Blueprint enrollment is still open. It will be open through January 7th, and we kick off on January 10th. Um, this is the last time I will be running this program for the the price that you see on the sales page. Um, as I continue to update the program, it the price will increase. But if you sign up now, you actually get locked in to get any updates that i ever make to the program which i think is a really cool benefit um hopefully you think that's a really cool benefit too because there's a lot of Im- amazing updates that as i continue to learn and grow i continue to add to this program and if you're loving the podcast please let me know if you're hating it also let me know i'm open to feedback My goal is to continue to publish a new podcast every week. I want your questions. So I take questions from my clients and I want questions from you as well because that's super important to me that I am providing value and support where you need it rather than just inventing like, hey, this is what I think people want to hear. Anyways, uh, you can join my Facebook group or send me a DM on Instagram and ask questions. And with that, my lovely friend who is listening to me right now, uh, I will talk to you or you will talk to you will you will hear from me. You will hear my voice on the next podcast, which will be out next week. Bye.